dick or are you for real? No, I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's do this. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by a one... Oh, sorry, Trace Finacaro. And... Internet snake-related meme. That is a one-gunner Kennedy. All right, gents, let's uh, get right into it. So, um, earlier this week uh, on YouTube, I had started seeing... And when I say earlier, I mean like Wednesdays or th- Wednesday or Thursday. I started seeing advertisements for a new Michael Moore documentary called 11-9, which was kind of weird because I remember when Fahrenheit 9-11, or excuse me, Fahrenheit 11-9 is what it's called. Um, When Fahrenheit 9-11 came out, there were a lot of advertisements for it for probably a month up to its release. But with this film, it seemed like I didn't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden, bang, it was out. So (laughs) I decided yesterday to go and see it. And, uh, man, um, it was, uh, it was pretty impactful. Uh, most of Michael Moore's work, I typically am a fan of overall. However, I think he misses some points on some of his work, like bowling for Columbine. I thought was really good through 90% of it. And then the last 10%, he totally missed the mark. Um, in this, it, I, I like cried three times, not like a baby blubbering crying, but I was cry. It was sad. Like it was just sad. Um, let me give you the, the topic. It starts out with the Flint. He's from Flint, Michigan, right? I mean, you've already, you've all, everyone in this country knows about the water crisis in Flint, um, which I didn't know the details of before. And now that I do know them, and uh, kind of what's gone on there. It's immensely was it, fucked. Was it old plumbing or something? Was no. that the crisis? So they were getting their water from Lake Huron, which is a clean glacial lake, much like uh, like Ontario for us, right? Mm-hmm. So they were getting their water from Lake Huron forever. Well, Rick Snyder, who's the governor, who owns uh, several of the, and has buddies that own several of these construction companies, said, we're going to give, we're going to pull, um, Pull your water source now from like the Michigan River or something like that, or the Detroit River. Well, because well, what hap- what happened was is that um, Flint was actually buying water from the Detroit water si- the Detroit city water system, and they decided that fuck that we're going to go back to this old system that was the the, the, the older you know we're gonna we're gonna go back to the older one that pulled from the Michigan the, the your, your yeah your Michigan River. Which is a cesspool shithole, by well, the because, way. Well, because yes, and Flint it, didn't decide this. Any by the way, like. The people of Flint didn't decide this. Rick Snyder decided he, he, that they were going to do he, this. He, yes, they, okay. they so they constructed new new pipelines that were not insulated correctly. It was a bullshit job, and they started it up. And uh, in the ensuing months, people got sick, uh, people died. Every child in Flint that consumes has the water brain damage, permanent brain has, has permanent, permanent brain, brain damage, damage. Um, and has like three times the safe level of lead in their blood system yeah i thought there was a lead problem now well no so 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 that wasn't the plumbing it was actually the water source no no so so what happened is that because of the source that they switched from they had to change the treatment procedure and it jacked the ph up on the water super high which caused because flint had all like turn you know like how so syracuse has an issue where downtown most of the water mains are wood, and they like long, long since gone past the end of their lifespan. So we keep having ones that collapse. Uh, 
you know, it's very difficult, you know, like basically in major urban developments, you know, like you have enough money to pop the water system in once on mass and then you you know, you keep just pushing it down the road till somebody fucking has to deal with it. So the problem was that the water properties changed which and it started leaching started leaching lead started out of all leaching the leaching ju- more the lead out of the pipes they were already using yes like it was corroding the new pipes the ph right. was so off because the river is so polluted well it, it was because they had to put so much chlorine when they treated it because again it was, it was they had to put so much chlorine into it to to to, to make sure that it was not going to kill somebody so here's so here's what's super fucked now that's fucked up to begin with and once the, the do- local doctors were like, no, like the water's not okay. So they first deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. Then they have people um, who they were asking, like they had their, like a, they, a, a, uh, they initiated a, this emergency system, which essentially, if you've ever seen the Star Wars movie, they're the, they're the moths. They're the imperial governors. There's they don't answer to anybody except. So the, it was like they the, rem, they did this emergency situation where all of the power goes to the governor and the governor only, and he makes all the decisions for like the counties and things like that. So he made mm-hmm. all the decisions for Flint. None of their elected officials could make decisions because they're in a state of emergency. Right. This health crisis. But what's fucked up is, like, they were. The one, the woman they put in charge of testing all the, like doing all the blood tests and reporting, they were like, "Listen, um, we need you to." So three point five is the, the the safe limit. What's considered at right at the edge of the safe limit? Is that parts per million? Parts per billion? I think parts per million. Lead parts per million. I'm not sure how the blood, how how they do it in blood. But probably parts per million. So she was having people with six, eight, seven, twelve. Not one person with three point five. Mm-hmm. Not one child. They said, listen, we need to change those all to 3.5s. And she said no, and they canned her ass and then, you know, did this fucking hit piece on her, essentially. Um, and they, they, A, lied to these people about their children being at major, major, major risk. Um, and what's, what's even, I mean, there's so much fucked up shit to it. And this is just, this just about Flint. This, this film covered other things in the country, but it was, it showed gov- how bad government corruption was. So the GM plant that's in Flint, the last one that's, that's functioning, their water was so fucking bad, Trace, that it was, it was uh, rusting and rotting the frames of the brand new chassis like, that they were producing. So do you know what fucking happened? The GM plant, and only the GM plant, was allowed to switch back to the Lake Huron water. Oh, God. The rest of fucking Flint still had to deal with the, with the shitty water. Now, to put, in, to put this in perspective, the population of Flint, Michigan, I had to look it up, is 97,000, right? So the area that we're from, close to Syracuse, New York, um, we're talking Syracuse is, I believe, around 200,000 yeah. population. So it's about, the city's about half the size of Syracuse. And... What you're saying is there's a um, there's a GM like like car production. It's the last one. There. It used to be significantly bigger, and there used to be several of them before kind of GM's major fall. Yep. And when GM had infrastructure problems caused by the water, they were allowed an exception to go back to the water that didn't that had the lower levels of of lead, but whatever else is eating away yeah. at these tanks. Well, and, and actually, what what's double which double fucked is that. Even if they were, because uh, did they switch? Did they switch back finally? 
Flint, as far as I know, no. I thought I thought they had because one of the I other problems. One of the other problems was is that uh, the well, because what I believe they had because what they were talking about was, um, because of the damage that was done to the piping system from that original switchover. Even now that they're back on Huron water, they still have fucking like unsafe right. levels of lead because it's ba- basically they they just they, they they dissolved it and you know like it they it's a chemical reaction it's leaching lead salts right out right it's like you poured battery acid inside your coffee maker and the tank that holds the water in your coffee maker started to break down and people said okay let's just switch back from battery well, acid to water because well you're ignoring the fact that you still have chunks of that that holding tank floating around and you're still going to be consuming it. You, you, you need the entire infrastructure to be replaced after damages like that. Yeah. Everything's so, damaged. The, right. So the, the, the CDC here, I'm looking at the thing, uh, as of 2012, they said that, uh, five micrograms per deck for, for deciliter is, uh, I'm thinking I'm reading my deciliter deciliter. I, I never can do my metric units correctly, but basically we'll they, 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 well, they, they actually they jacked it down because actually the, the, the CDC's official position at this point is that, at least from their research, there isn't a safe serum level because if it's in children, it basically bioaccumulates. So if you if it's measurable, that's a dangerous exposure. Sure. So this, this is fucking terrible, right? Um but like it doesn't end here. And actually, what I do, what I did like about Michael Moore is he took he took didn't. So this is mostly about Trump, right? Like it's it's very anti-Trump, which I am fine with because I think Trump's a douchebag. But some of the things like he shit on Obama too, because what Obama did, he flew to Flint, and all the people were like, whether well, people probably don't know, Flint is a predominantly uh, black community. It's it's a minority community. Well, it it it, it was. And it's super, super poor and depressed, like really, really bad. Because they had the urban flight thing, basically. All the, all the, you know, Detroit had the same problem as well. But he, you know, that's why that's why the suburbs started in the sixties and seventies was white people getting away from African American populations because you know we're fucking casually racist. So but, Obama, so Obama came to Flint, and they were expecting him. He's going to make change, dude. He just fucking made jokes. Took like a little like wet his lips with the water and pretty much said the water's fine. I'm out of here. Really? Like left those fucking people with nothing. Like, and it's because he's got he's a fucking he's he's a crony and a phony just like any other politician. And this was kind of the theme of the movie. His right? entire ca- his trust- entire his entire cabinet was picked for him in a letter by the the new democratic equivalent of the fucking like federalist you know like the dude the dude who picked cabin you know the dude who picked cabin off or the freaking supreme court for trump so, got his rec- recommendation list so it was it was really the the, the underlying thing of the movie was we're doomed well yeah we're fucked we're, we're, we're really fucked we're and, banana- and it's not we're banana- like we can't kick the can down the fucking road it's, a it's banana like you gotta Republic. start changes now but it was like listen there is a little bit of hope don't trust any any career politicians. You can't trust them. They're done. Like they're all in bed with people. Support like the grassroots people because they went over the Bernie Sanders and the DNC thing, and that was fucking treasonous as fuck. Like people that lied should be executed. It's my opinion. It's a very extremist, and I don't expect anyone to agree with it, and that's fine. But if you fucking go against the country, this is why I talk about the robots, Hackerman. <laughs> uh, if you go against the country, uh. 
in that regard, like you're an elected official and it's your job to represent the people and you don't represent the fucking people's interests. You represent some other interests other than the people that should be true. You should be, you should be, it's treasonous. You've betrayed so, your country. So he got into the, he got into the Hillary thing then. He got into Hillary. Definitely. He, he, he went after Bill Clinton who, you know, the beloved Bill Clinton, but was kind of like, no, this guy wasn't this great fucking president that everybody thinks he was. He was actually a shitbag. The Clinton brothers were effectively responsible for the end of the the Democratic Party as an effective opposition one because their their tactic was, well, I guess we're just going to become new Republicans. Yeah, because the Clintons, so the Clintons, he got into how the Clintons essentially were like, well, the Democrats, you know, they they aren't like, they're kind of like, you know they're they're the hippieish. They're a little more liberal, but you know they they keep losing, like to Reagan, to Bush twice. You know, so they their stance wasn't like, no, we're just going to come out with a stronger democratic agenda. We're not going to buckle. They're like, no, we'll just be the new Republicans. We'll just do what the Republicans do and pump tons of money into it and be influenced by by the vote and get a little closer to the middle, um, so we can all play nice and then we can at least be in power. Um, and it, it's super fucked and it's super sad. Like, I know everyone's, oh, Hitler, some people draw comparisons to Hitler and Trump and they roll their eyes. But, dude, um, it was kind of terrifying when you actually looked into how close it was. Because they were saying, like, Germany in the, nobody knows about Germany in the 20s and the the, the 1910s. Right. But they were essentially America. They were uh, culturally, you know. They had the best education. Um, they had, they made the best movies. Like Hollywood wasn't Hollywood back then, like like it is now. Here they made like Nosferatu. Um, I'm forgetting the other movies, but like they were like a cultural hub, right? And Hitler wasn't like this uh, guy that anybody took seriously. He was a, a he was a foreigner in Germany. He's Austrian, but he was someone they thought. That the powers could be would be or the powers that were said we'll put him in there and we'll control him like a puppet. Mm-hmm. But then when he fucking got in there, no one could control him. And it's kind of like it is. It does mirror Trump. Like Trump didn't even want to run for president. I you find out like the real reason. And if you think it's the real reason or not, it's questionable. But he's like, it is funny in the beginning. He's like, Gwen Stefani is to blame for all of this. He's like, this is who I blame. And the reason that Trump. Trump found out Gwen Stefani was making more on The Voice than he was on The Apprentice. Oh, jeez. So he set up four rallies mm-hmm. where he was going to run for president and get all this. And, and he was going to show that he was more popular to America than, than Gwen Stefani. After his first rally where he called like all Mexicans rapists and shit like that. And there's a little hyperbole in there. I don't think he called all Mexicans rapists. But he was definitely insensitive, racially insensitive and kind of an asshole. Because yeah. he said all these these things that were going to elicit responses, right? Yeah. NBC fired him, and he had nowhere to go. And his sons were like, "Dad, just do the. You already paid for these rallies. Just do the rallies." And all of a sudden, like people started gravitating towards it. And you understand why? Because as a country was on, is was isn't wasn't doing. It still isn't doing so hot. I'm sorry. Like maybe a little bit better financially, but it's not as far as race relations and stuff. We're at an all time fucking low, in my opinion. In in my lifetime, that is. But it was kind of. Um, it was kind of terrifying a little bit. Uh, it was very scary, like, because uh, there's this lawyer who uh, persecuted people, like, on the Nuremberg trials. He's, like, 99 years old, this this little old guy. And he was, like... The, the lawyer's 99? 
Yeah, because I mean, the Nuremberg trials were in like he was, you know. Oh, you're saying he's 99 now? He's 99 now. Yeah, and he was just talking about how, you know, he's like, you don't understand the similarities on some of the people that I put to death for for war crimes that are that the people in our government are doing now. He's like, it's uh, it's chilling. You have Stephen Miller, who's like the fucking Joker. If the Joker had lost all his hair at twenty, you know, like you know, there 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 is kind of this thing. You know, there's kind of this thing like it, it, it's you know the agenda is the country not existing, right? Like that's effect that's effectively you know that they 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 want to collapse the last best you know like because you know you talk about how corrupt the government is and stuff like that but effectively the pl- the plan the archetype is they just want to collapse whatever power structures are keeping the, the various group of you know because the, the, there's no single person it's just they got their shot and it's it's this this idea that if, if they can coll- if they can collapse the United States, a whole bunch of people are better off. You yeah, see, I don't like I don't like when people use the word "they" in a context like that well, because you, uh, see, when you, you say you have, "they collapse the U.S.," you you have to be talking about a body. Well, the there, there's is, there's the, there, well, I mean, because you want to talk about a body, I mean, like really, it, it it's it's between the it's between the Henry Ford styled capitalist so you have like the, the you know again like we talk about you know the, as much as we blame billionaires and stuff like that, so you have, you have the you have so you have the coke brother you have the coke foundation which is very much in this mold of henry ford and his social engineering practices and you can say you can you know like part part of that is yeah but but, but when we when we fall apart they get no money well they so, don't they they they're, so they're again the they I realize that they don't a think that they're going to. Well, the thing is, is they don't think they're going to fall apart. Because I don't. Yeah, you, I don't. You have, you have comp- you, you, I mean, you have companies that were fucking like in the middle of long-term government collapses that were still making shit tons of money in Argentina and I don't Brazil think that they their the intent UK. is to collapse the country. Their intent is to completely control the financial stream, right? So that it completely benefits them a hundred percent. Right. Now, and but, I don't think they're benevolent enough. The greed is too much. The greed's too high for them to be benevolent enough to say, well, we actually have to feed the middle class and not divide the people. They're kind of just like, who cares if they're slaves or not? Well, you know what I mean? Like, who cares how well, shitty your lives are? Because they feel like they earned their place. <clears throat> right. And they feel that everybody can. But the reality is, is the more money they take out of the uh, the, the economy, the more difficult it is for, for that economic mobility. But I wanted to go back on the Trump analogy. The one issue that I have when people start comparing uh, or uh, the Hitler the Hitler comparison. The one issue I have when, when people compare um, any leader to Hitler, I, I realize that there's certain there's certain things that can add up to a Hitler. But the one thing I think that they really don't take for granted is is the person, right? So like, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like watching uh, it's kind of like watching a scientist make discoveries and say he's going to be the next Einstein. Right, and you can watch based on his research and based on his discoveries, he's going to be the next Einstein. You could almost say Stephen Hawking could have been perceived as the next Einstein. The thing is, though, is that he's not Einstein. So I feel like the same problem exists when when there's a comparison with Hitler. Trump may be ready to have as much power as Hitler if the country continues in the direction that it's in, but that doesn't mean that we're going to do social cleansing 
right? It, it doesn't mean that we're going to get a whole race and try to wipe it off the planet. I don't know, man. Because Flint, Michigan's mostly black, and that's kind of what it looks like to me. Those yeah, people are black, yeah. and he doesn't. And, and the country doesn't give a wow. fuck. And I'm sorry, like that's it is. You know, we have <clears throat> we, have, we have kitty. You know, uh, but, but, par, par, pardon the the clever naming scheme of it. We have kitty concentration camps. I mean, like what the fuck? You know, but that's like completely different, though. I, I know what you're saying, Wade. And people people are getting sick, and they are dying. First of all, this isn't this isn't the first time that this has happened in the history of the United States, where there's infrastructure problems and tons and tons and tons of people, like whole cities, got sick. That yeah, concept the, the, isn't the new. Last time was this, it's not the first time, time the government's the ignored War, something like this. My point is, is that in order for it to be as grim as a picture as people paint, Trump needs to be Hitler. He needs to be somebody. That, that his moral compass is so out of whack that he's okay wiping out half of the planet for power. That's the part that I have trouble grasping. He may have problems. He, he, he may have some judgment mistakes that he makes, a lot of judgment mistakes that he makes, but I don't see him as, as having <clears throat> that, that pure evil streak. I, I know a lot of people out there think that he does. I haven't seen evidence that he has this pure evil streak. He seems more like like just a, a, a poorly informed politician. Like I don't know. Like there was that time in the eighties where he got sued. Um, he, well, for well, there, there's a there's a couple fucking again. Uh, him and his <coughs> him and his father have had multiple dealings for uh, flagrant racial discrimination in their housing things. Like not you know, but that. What was the, was the freaking the Central Park the Central Park Five or something like that? Uh, that I'm not familiar with. I was talking so, about so no, the but, but basic basically he went out of his way to not only stick his nose in things, but uh, there was there was a group of uh, African American gentlemen who were put on trial for murdering some jogger in Central Park. And it was immediately apparent, like, almost from the get-go that this was just like the fucking New York City police had just picked people up so they could have somebody to, 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 to put on this. And even as the trial was going on and where it was a very immediate, obvious, he's like, no, these people need to be, you know, you need to kill, you need to kill these guys. He now. did go on like, Larry King fucking, and say, you need to kill these people. You know, um, he never, he, he is a person due to the way that he has been brought up i don't know if he's actually capable of expressing positive human emotion genuinely but, so 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 the example that you used right so there was a crime somebody was it sounds like they were falsely accused was it a heinous crime? Yes. Like, yeah, so he murder. said Ray, Ray, somebody Ray, Ray, guilty Ray, Ray, of a heinous crime No, he said be, kill kill these five guys. He you said somebody to, guilty that he believed to be guilty of a heinous crime, to be murdered. That's not the same. Even after they were found innocent. Okay, so let, let's actually... Yeah, but I guess, to Trace, like, I guess the Hitler thing is difficult, and it's difficult because... Because nobody saw him coming, right? Well, it's not even that. You weren't there. You can only hear what you from the history books and from what history teachers told you, that he was this super evil guy. I really highly doubt that Hitler, in the beginning, said we need to kill all the Jews. I think in the beginning, and from what I understand, it was more of a, it was a slow progression. But but my well, point, Wade, is, is that you Trump's that- not the first politician to be to be brought into power like this. So yeah, but th- everyone that's been brought into power like this has also had like horrible nationalist, ugly 
pogrom-style periods of civil unrest I, come I into get, effect. I after get that, it. but to conveniently cherry pick the the worst example, the the best example, I guess. We're, I we're, try, we're, well, we're trying to simulate. To conveniently cherry pick the the best example of how this can run out of control assumes that everything. Every part of that environment is the same, including the way that the person thinks, right? And that's the part that I think is, is, is a little bit sensational about people that say, if you look at what's happening to the U.S. right now, this is what was happening to Germany. The environment is much different, and it's a different person. All right. So, be, okay. And I think... I'm saying you, 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 you system. You, Right? If you have catastrophic failure in a system, you can predict that failure will happen, but the actual scope of that explosion is extremely environmental. So for us to, for us to think that we're, that we're coming up on World War III and there's going to be mass genocide, that we're going to be... Uh, I mean, is that what we're talking about? No, or are you just talking about? Talk, well, talking actually, no, I actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, I actually, I, I may go that there might be, but you know, I don't even know if it's going to be an ethnic thing. I think it's going to be a social class thing, but that's that's neither here nor there. Actually, that is there. Isn't it more likely that it's military? No. Well, so, no. So, so, so he's, here, he's he's making friends with North Korea, and he's picking fights with China. You you don't think that it would be a military action that would bring us to World War Three? You think it would be no? A it would be a, it would be a civil war. No, so, so, I, I, think, so I, I, don't, I don't think the military. I think if it if it totally broke down, that's the difference between Germany and here. Well, no, because Germany it, in the twenty so, so, so it goes. Yeah, you got you got a couple you got a couple paths of unfolding, which is that. Uh, so he gets the he gets the Hitler comparison because it's just a simile, and it's because there's yeah, there's, I, there's, and, there's, and this there's is a, kind of the point. I don't think it's when I said like he compared him to Hitler. I didn't say Trump is Hitler. What I'm saying is. There are some really scary similarities beyond what people just say art or superficially you know did, right. on the You know, surface. Hitler didn't right. think he was going to win, right? Right. He did, dude. When he won, he, it looked like he didn't even want to win. Like it was never, really not, not, most, not Trump, but I mean, like even 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 Adolf was like, uh. uh. <laughs> and that's kind of like that was the point. The point isn't like Trump is Hitler. That that wasn't the point of it's, I guess it's, it's that it's a sign. It's, that the it's, it was no, like, it's, it's kind of like it's, it's, we've it's seen a, something like this happen before, and it went really bad. Well, so maybe we should pay a little closer. So, so attention. I just what, think that what, it's convenient to pick Hitler. No, and, and it's nothing against you or Michael Moore. I just think it's convenient to pick Hitler because because he's relatable. There's well, there's, whereas there's, in history, and I'm not a hist- I don't know much about history, but in history, this has happened over and over and over again with other countries where it didn't turn out to be a world war. Well, and those might be better examples to choose well, from. No, so here, here, so that it doesn't. It, the reason I say this, Gunner, is because when he says something like that, you can interpret it as it's a sign that the country is in turmoil. But somebody who actually, like, actually thinks that. That, that Trump is a great president. What it does, it causes more divide with a person like that. And I think if you want unity in a country, you have to be careful when you cherry pick the most extreme examples well, to describe you, the situation want, that are in. If if they are going to polarize us further, which is really the root of the problem. So so there, there's, if you want to break it down, there are multiple series of conditions that lead to, you know, Calvin Klein uniform extremism, which is that you have a demagogue 
central figurehead of you, know, you have a demo, you have a demagogue figure in the government. You have a controlling party basically abandon any pretense of governing and go full in on the our, our only objective is to maintain our own power in the government not even actually effectively govern just we're not going to appall, we're not we're not going to function in either either one of our roles which is a governing body and also a a, a check on power of the executive and you have an ineffectual opposition party that due to due to increasingly structurally in in placed mechanisms that will prevent them from ever becoming an actual effective opposition party just kind of like you know they give the weak oh you know the the thing the finger wag because that was actually what happened in germany's parliament up until the point that they fucking elect you know because in 32 Hitler, you know because mussolini you know like mussolini just went to straight right straight to the fucking i'm king i'm king shit of fuck mountain and i don't care what the italian parliament says and they're like go go for it because that's that's that kind of weird thing that Italian bravado has this weird uh, Italian politics is even more messed oh, up than anything topic. we talk about that. <clears throat> so, topic. No, but so but what happened was that Germany was in the middle of a long-term sustained national pride injury because of what happened after the Treaty of Versailles and all the fucking reparations that they had to pay so they were fucking bankrupt. You had the um, it's not it's not the National Socialist Party, but it was another it was it was another party in the German Parliament that basically went all in on on kind of uh, that alliance with them because it fucked over their it fucked over their opposite the, their opposition party, and they kept agreeing to more and more they, they they kept going all in on these other control these these other pieces of legislation that made the opposing party weaker and weaker, and effectively they had the, the you know you had your moment where. Adolf became supreme chancellor of the of, of, of Germany at that point, and that was kind of when all the fucking when all the fucking craziness started, because you had you had a guy who had kind of been emboldened because again, like he didn't expect he was going to win the first election. Just a side note, real quick though, on why Adolf became the supreme chancellor, what spurned it? So he came into power shortly after that. They burned. And a lot of a lot of historians say it was actually the Nazi Party mm-hmm. burned down the uh, like the, the yeah it was ca- the, the Reichstag fire the Reichstag fire mm-hmm. which is which is like there was it was essentially portrayed as a terrorist attack by a by the Jewish faction mm-hmm. they burned down Parliament essentially and when that happened well, it was, it was, Hitler it was, said we need emergency control we need to take control of everything and we need to make. Well, we need to essentially become autocrats. Well, because the other the other thing was <clears throat> is that there was a lot of conflation, and I think because of the, the 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 Jewish problem, as they referred to it, they also like they also link them with communist insurgents. Yes, because there was absolutely. It, it was, you know. So they said like they kicked out com because there was a, there was like communist representatives in Germany, you know, that wanted more like kind of like a socially centric uh, government, people centric government. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really, they essentially kicked the one once once the Reichstag fire happened, they kicked all communists out of government. With no, that so that faction, anybody that had a significantly more socialist mindset, mm-hmm. was completely dismissed. And they were literally because of this emergency power, the enabling act of nineteen thirty three. Yeah, they were they were silenced, and it became an autocracy <clears throat> and a dictatorship. 
And I think ultimately that's kind of how Michael Moore, because I, I want to get away from the, the Hitler thing because it yeah, is kind too. of a polarizing thing. But I think he said, just keep a fucking eye out, man. How you, how these people gain control, supreme control, is a massive terrorist attack or a, a threat or something like that. Well, and it's kind of and and he, so he said like keep your eyes open like and it's funny because as he was making this movie, do you remember the miss the 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 fake or not really but like the ballistic missile warning in Hawaii a couple few months back? Yeah. So what happened was they sent out this warning to the entire island of Hawaii that there was a ballistic incoming missile from North Korea. It was assumed everyone took shelter. It was pretty scary, but we didn't really hear about it. It wasn't a massive news clip. And well, because they, and they threw that they threw the guy who did it under the bus because they held him responsible. Meanwhile, he's got like document evidence saying that they said it instead of actually giving him the warning saying this was a drill. It was no, this is a live fire. We're in a live fire situation. So it was kind of um, it's it's it was more of a caution tale. It wasn't like, oh, uh, Trump is is Hitler or whatever. But it was more like here are some parallels, guys. Right. And history doesn't repeat itself in a mirror image, but it does show it is something that you can draw patterns from and you can learn from um another thing that they were saying was they do these things called <clears throat> they call them fl- uh, floats or they or balloons they float an idea out there that seems crazy uh-huh. like a president for more than eight years for more than two terms right as a joke at first mm-hmm. but then they keep bringing it up every once in a while every once in a while and trump has done that mm-hmm. and that's something that yeah, should never that, happen. But to that point, though, Wade, I would say that if you were to ask the average opposing side, like a Democrat, mm-hmm. if they would have liked to keep Obama in for four more years, they would have said yes. I well, you, but, see, you see the average, but that that that's also a me- measure of how like actively uninformed he was. He was a celebrity. He wasn't exactly a good executive, and uh, you know, like there there's. There, there was no meaningful difference not, between his policies and. And I'm not arguing. Okay, that. okay, sorry, okay, sorry. What I'm saying is, is that how many of these parallels could have been drawn about any leader that came before Trump? No, no, you're you're not. That's the part that I have it's, trouble with because Michael Moore is he is he has historically attacked one side of the political. Uh, party system well, and the problem sound is pretty bad it's, on the clinton brothers too well and, and it sounds like he's done a great job he here. shit on every like everybody yeah. everyone like what and also like what there was a hopeful message and the hopeful message <laughs> was he pulled two examples he pulled the kids from lakeland florida that was shooting that got super politically active and you know getting their generation together essentially which you know i think a lot of the media kind of Treats these kids as joke and all oh, their their kids they're emotional they don't know how to make rash decisions but they're gonna be voting age in the next couple of years folks and they're gonna and it looks like they're pretty significantly more active and, and than our is, generation this is. is the part that and i know i don't see eye to eye with with you necessarily on this topic wade not that i really have an official um stance on it but the one thing that michael moore has been very strong about is against guns yeah right and he doesn't hide that in his documentaries and, and maybe maybe i'm picking a little bit too much on on the the, the two-party system and less on the specific issues that, that that he tries to address 
One of the things, and I think you and I actually agree on this, in Bowling for Columbine, he acknowledges the fact that that we are not the most armed nation when it comes to how many guns we have per person. Um, I believe he used a statistic that Canada had more per person than Canada we do. has two guns per per citizen. Yeah, yeah, he goes right after the NRA in the middle of the Bowling for Columbine documentary. So when when you say um so, so th- this florida thing right you, mm-hmm. th- that's when like they were they were walking out right that's what you're talking about right where the kids were walking out of school yeah. and they had this coming together like he's picking on that as as this this sign that we're doing something good well no i think he's picking it on he's he's saying these kids are coming together and they're standing up for what they believe in and mm-hmm. they're making their voice heard and i think that's whether whether it's a Something you're for or against, I think it's important. But I think that that is still just as polarizing because, like, um, and I'm trying to stay away from Facebook now, and I know we we, we have blacklisted that topic from our our (laughs) show. But I follow these things on Facebook, and what I see is a clear divide down my wall with people that that think that these kids are doing something great and people that say, "Get, get back to your fucking classroom. Like, there's bigger issues. Walk out of your classroom for malaria. Don't walk out of your classroom, you know, for for a school shooting or something like that, because the kids, instead of the kids like uniting to represent um, a way to prevent the uh, you know, any idea, right, any type of idea to prevent this problem, it tends to focus on let's get guns out of our hands, right? Not really, though. I, they're they're so it, the kids' well, major agenda was they wanted. Low capa- they didn't want any more high-capacity magazines sold in the state of Florida, and they didn't even want any what they would deem assault-style rifles in the state of Florida. They, you know, It's not like all guns. Well, that wasn't the case at all. They just didn't want AR-15s with 30-round, 40-round clips being able to be sold to an 18-year-old with, a very, with, with like essentially no background check because Florida, like most of the South's gun laws, are very, very liberal. Yeah, but can't. Can't you get pre-banned clips? Can't you modify that, the guns well, to shoot faster? Well, here's the, here's the thing, because like at least with like the Safe Act and stuff like that, no, you get you. Get, I mean, like whether whether active enforcement or not, I mean, like part. You got to take it from part of the perspective is that like I know that people get bent out of shape, but like this kind of goes back to the Ticketmaster not charging the right price thing. They're trying to change. They're trying to change the parts of the law that they that 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 that. that they're, they? they're they're oh, I say, the they? The, the, they when I say they the, the 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 children that are advocating for this. Okay. There are things that are directly under their control. They cannot tell they cannot tell you if you go to Alabama, oh, you can't sell this. No, but, but you know, but 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 they're not. The guns are not directly under the control any more than than our awareness of these issues, right? I mean, there's so many ways there's so many ways socially to prevent something bad from happening, right? There's so many ways socially to prevent Wade from stabbing me. And I can take the knife away, right? Or as a society, mm-hmm. we can study the actual cause of the stab, right? I, I, I see what you're saying, Gunner. It's the path of least resistance because they know that the country the country is ready to sway in that direction. So if they lobby hard enough, they're going to be able to get it. And maybe in the in the in the end, in the grand scheme of things, it's the way to go. Um, I have a I have a cousin that's from Australia, and Australia successfully pulled off a lot of this. Um, but I've heard a lot of a lot of people that are that are for that that are for having guns that say that it's backfired in Australia. I'm not a, I don't know that much about global 
uh, global issues. So I can't really speak on behalf of that. But every time I hear this topic talked about, I hear, and, and, and I know that's not the point that Wade was trying to talk about when he brought up this movie. Um, and, I, and I understand this movie has a lot of other good points in it. I just, I think we have to be careful when we think to ourselves that it's going to be effective. Because I just mentioned two things that could be done to make that weapon just as powerful as it was before the law was passed. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's really no good rebuttal for that. You get a pre-banned clip, and if you really want to take it a step further, you modify the weapon oh, so that it shoots I guess faster. the point is, is that would it not be significantly more difficult to go out and find a pre-grab band clip if you had to go and, and access the black market I mean, I can, I can, and risk can, being put in jail for the rest of your I life? I mean, I can 3D print one anyway, so that's... <clears throat> right, like, don't... Yeah, but if but if there were harsher regulations on it... And this is the thing. I'm a, I'm a gun advocate. I am not, however, a fucking gun nut advocate. You do not need... I, you need a shotgun to defend yourself. I don't know how you're going to regulate something. I mean, we're a union of states, right? Sure. And you can drive across the state border. If it were federally Well, that's what they're pushing for. Yeah, maybe, I mean, but you ultimately. still... When I said pre-ban, I said that for a reason. And that's because as, as long as you don't take them away from people, as long as you don't march into their homes and take them away, they're out there. We what, had an active what are you shooter gonna, drill. They're we're out there. A, what are you going to do? I mean, shooter training at work right now. <laughs> How do you get rid of something that's that that's that's well, out there? So I got I got I got I got just ask, a car trick. Well, no, be, be, well, and I guess the thing is, is that like the the, the it's got to become contraband. Why I why why I get nuts when you when you take this position? <laughs> um, it's kind of like saying. There's heroin out there. Why are we, you know, why are we, how are we going to, like... It's, the, it's actually true. That, we shouldn't be fighting the war on drugs. It's well, completely true. No, but, but, okay. It's completely so. true. It's a, it's a wasted effort. I mean, this, the is, more, the are, more are, money are you, are and resources take, we spend on preventing drugs that come into the United States, each year we have more. So well, I no, would say because, that that's... Because we're, we're 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 driving you know we're driving the fuck we're driving the fucking transaction price of that shit up by doing it by by deliberately engaging in a way like do you realize that up until 1972 the NRA was actually the biggest proponent of gun control in the United States like they were firmly in the thing of all of these every firearm should be licensed and tracked. You should have to go through a mandatory training course for anyone, mm-hmm. and we should be able to find. We should be able to like, be, you know, like it, this is a firmly controlled thing. And they effectively, guns with a sense of responsibility, not a recklessness of just get them out the door well, and sell because them. Sell it was, them, sell it them. was there was there was effectively a coup in 1975 where uh, some very interesting people took over the organization, and that's where it went from responsible gun ownership you know like the whole you know like community you know because part of it too was that like you were supposed to like if you were in the nra if you were in part of it it was it was a community thing where it was not just but and this is the thing you talk about responsible gun ownership right and you what was this the 70s 72 70s see what's interesting is that if you look back at, at, at shootings in the 60s right we are safer now than we were then so despite them switching, uh, no, really, yes, really, Look at the statistics, yes, is it mass we shootings, are, yes, with mass shootings included, w- there is less lethal gun shootings in the United States now than there were in the '60s, and there's a lot of things that contributed to that, Gunner. Some of them was police training, some of it was just culture, 
But if you actually, this is my problem with, with the kids coming out of the schools trying to lobby for gun control, because if you actually look at the trending of the United States, it's difficult to pinpoint why people shoot people more. It's, it's not as easy as, as, it's, it's as funny putting that, six bullets inside a clip. It, it's funny that I you mean, say this because, like, literally, literally the, whole, the whole fucking piece on, on our active shooter training the other day is that um, they're up. They're just the reporting on them. The reporting on them is way less because, effectively, people have, you know, media has become a nerd. So unless it's like unless it's a mass tragedy. So what you're saying is the statistics are lying. I'm saying that they're. they're well, you're saying that they're lying. I'm. I, I'm saying. I'm saying that. The, it's been on I'm a hearing, steady I'm decline hearing. since the '60s. Fatal gun shootings have been on a decline since the '60s. Wade's pulling it up right now. You're wrong. There's the chart right here. We'll have to pick this up after some research. Okay. Yeah, don't well, throw that no, stat no. out there unless it, you're... That's mass shootings, by the way, Wade. That's not fatal Total death in U.S., mass shootings. That's mass shootings, Wade. That's not... That's not. That's different. That's cherry-picking what is considered a mass shooting. I'm talking about fatalities from guns. I mean, it's from the Gun Violence Archive, so... Right. So you don't... So you're not okay... So you're okay with mass shootings going up so long as the overall people killed is down. I didn't say that. Well, that's kind of what you said. No, I didn't say that. Okay. I said that there is a trending. There is yeah. a trending, right, where less people are dying by the hand of gun, right? Less people overall are dying by the hand of gun. It's the mass shootings that is... Is, that it, is, is it less quantity or less, less statistically from a percentage standpoint? From a percentage standpoint, yeah. You're right. The mass shootings is... Actually, but, it's, but even the, in Bowling for Columbine, he acknowledges that most of the problems, or at least his studies, which I actually agreed with Michael Moore on this, that most of the problem with mass shootings is that we glorify these people. We put them on the news. We study their family. We turn them into celebrities. He's like, our media is actually the engine that's promoting mass shootings. And... I'm not saying you don't ban these clips, Wade. I'm not saying that it's not even going to be effective. I'm just not sure that it's going to be as effective. It's actually going to take care of the problem when you can just as easily modify. Uh, you can buy a pre-ban clip. You can make modifications to weapons. I, I, I think that there's something else happening under the covers. I think Bowling for Columbine acknowledged that. And then at the end of the movie, he spent all of his time going after... Uh, 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 what's his name there? The, uh, the uh, H- Heston, Charles, 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 Charles Heston, Charles which Heston. was no. so old at that point in time, <laughs> he, he had a hard time even defending himself. Well, because but you know part part of again, this and, is and this point just interject real quickly because I'm gonna grab a drink real quick. Uh, I do agree the media is significantly more dangerous than any gun could be. He got he got tagged because. Heston became kind of the the representative, you know. Like again, we have we have crystallization moments. Heston Heston gets slammed because Heston became the figurehead of the NRA after the coup, and it's this period. That's that's the period when like all of a sudden it went from, you know, like shooting shooting range. You know, like you know, like you have, you, have, you have your repeating you maybe have a repeating rifle, but you know, like. The thing that they represented, because that that's all of a sudden like this massive influx of military appearing weapons. Because, you know, like there is a difference between the AR-15 that you can get on a fucking civilian market and the one that you can get for special services because you can't get selective fire or something like that. But, you know, it, it, it's that it's that the the. <sighs> 
that's probably that's probably something worth digging around a little bit more for anyways but just like when this fucking when this fucking change came over because it's like the the 80s action movie zeitgeist you know the 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 wolverines you know like we're gonna fuck we're gonna fucking fight off the we're gonna fight off the russian invaders you know but this this the prevalence of military you know military military interchangeable hardware just skyrocketed after the after the late 70s because that was that was when that was when you had all the freaking commercial ar 15 the ar makers come online and you have the glock and you have all you know like you you have the you you just have this this ubiquity of cheap personal firearms that you know affect like have have the same effective firepower as what was previously Military, you know, like military spec weaponry, right? And I and I don't want to get on the on the on the gun rant by any no, means because they, they, that actually wasn't the point. The point was these younger people, because maybe of even social media, are connecting with one another, and they're <clears throat> they're getting involved in local politics, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, because the other thing they're is, is that this, for this, this could have been nipped, this could have been nipped in the bud <clears throat> if. The response they did, they got back from the powers that be were like, "Hey, we got we got some real we got some real questions, you know. Like there's there's some there's some uncertainty, and when they ask the powers that be, i.e., you know, the the the, the governor of Florida Mark and stuff Rubio. like that, yeah, it's like well, you know, that there that was a senator, yeah, Senator Rubio, yeah, yeah. But um, when they ask them a serious question, instead of shut up, kid, you don't know anything, it's like, listen, this is this is obviously a repeated problem." That we've had in the state of Florida, you know, in the country in general, I, even you don't even have to do the gun ban, but at least if they had some fuck, you know, as opposed to like the, the again, like because the official, if you go by the training course that we just had, the Department of Homeland Security's position is effectively, well, this is just something you got to deal with, kid, and it's like, uh, then what the fuck is the point of like what the fuck is the point of you, if yeah, if I have to take yeah. things in my own hand, there's no fucking point well, like, of the police yes, or like, anything like you have, that. You have, you have three options. <laughs> Flee, hide, or fight, and it's like, well, yes. But that being said, but you have <laughs> the other the other example because guns can be very polarizing, and I totally yes. understand that. Was the petroleum uh, engines? Was the um, the teachers' union in West Virginia? Yes. So teachers, a lot of teachers in West Virginia, their salaries are so low that they are below the poverty line, and. Um, and, and West Virginia pay- in general is not doing well financially, but they're like number 49 or 48, excuse me, of the 50 states as far as teachers pay. And so the teachers went on strike and uh, they went on strike with the bus drivers and the lunch ladies and their union reps, <clears throat> like the, the, the main union rep, the head of all the unions, because he was so in the pocket of the government was like, you need to go back. You need to go back. You need to go back to work. We'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. Like, try to kick the can down the road and sort of threaten people with, they're going to throw you all in jail. So all the teachers of all 55 counties of West Virginia said, no, fuck that. We want our 5% raise, and we're not going back to work. You can't arrest all of us. And uh, they said, well, we'll give you the 5% raise, but not the bus drivers. It's like they tried to divide them. And the teachers were like, no, we're still going to stay out until the bus drivers get it as well. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the faculty gets it as well. And ultimately what happened, there was like a stoppage of public schools for like for a, for a well over a week. And it was in the national news. 
and the government crumbled. They had to give it to them. Like mm-hmm. they had to sign the contract. They had to renew the contract for with the five percent raise for everybody that was in it. And it was kind of like <clears throat> it was a hopeful thing because it's like you know what? If you can get enough people together behind something, regardless of the corruption, you can make a change. Like it's right. not just some like hopeless thing. Because one one of the things he focused on was after um, <clears throat> after the DNC thing with Bernie Sanders and they completely fucked him. Uh there were like a hundred million people that just didn't vote. They were like, if we if if our vote doesn't count mm-hmm. and they can lie about this shit and just put in whoever they want, we're just not gonna vote. Mm-hmm. Like and it's kind of like that's a terrible thing because the, like you've, you've you've caused so much despair and you've made your government look so your your quote unquote democracy look so ineffectual and the corruption is so big, like the collapse just, of an effective opposition party. Right, like it's kind of like, well, Gunner, let's be honest with that bullshit. The Democratic Party hasn't been an opposition party for the past like. Oh no, they're, they're, they're all they're all you know. It's just it's it's like it's like Coke and Coke one. There's no. Right, and that's kind of the point. His point was like, support these grass grassroots union grassroots movements. Like support these people that can't afford to have these big shiny you know, advertisements and stuff, but that are out there like with your community and it all kind of starts with your community and like getting involved. Like don't be completely jaded and dejected and think like, well, it doesn't matter what I fucking do. Public sectors are weird one though. Like when you talk about the bus drivers because they're, they don't compete with free enterprise. They don't compete with capitalistic school systems where, you know, like a private school. So, it's an interesting thing because the taxpayers, um, of course, nobody wants their bus driver to be so poor that they can't drive to the school to get into their bus. Nobody wants anybody that, that's working to be so poor that they can't afford to live. And fighting for 5% is fucking crazy. Um, 5% being enough for the all of the teachers to walk out for that long is crazy. But public sector is a weird one because... You know, the risks are higher. The, the jobs are budgeted, right? I mean, you can look up and find out how much these bus drivers are making per hour. Um, it's an interesting one because you're, you're, dri- you're almost driving, at that point, it's close to driving legislation with, with, with something that would normally happen with, uh, with capitalism, right? It's the whole walk out, hey, fuck you, company, if you're not going to pay us enough. It's interesting doing that against, against a government body. Is this common for public sector jobs to do walkouts like this? Well, teachers have like teach like there have been always been threats of teacher strikes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then there was I think the the bus drivers. uh, There, this is I'm pulling this way out of my ass, but I do remember um, there was a like a public transportation strike. I think in the 80s or 70s or maybe even the 60s or 50s. But like they all just went on strike because they weren't getting compensated fairly. And but a that lot was of that like was, a metro thing, though, right? Well, yeah, something C- Centra, like that. Centro's had, had a couple. Yeah. Of them See, those are public transportation, but I still believe that they're private sector. Maybe they're contracted with the cities. Yes, they're contracted with the cities. Like, there's not, there is not a competing. There's no one to compete. Like, right. And frankly, at this point, like Metro North is always they own the rails. They're always going to be Metro North. They're always going to run. Right. It's that. a strange. It's, it's a public it's a strange, sector it's a job monopoly. with a wink, wink. It's actually publicly. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's a natural monopoly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like uh, Time Warner or what? Or yeah. sorry, 
uh, spectrum. There's no competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's definitely it was for the most part disheartening. It was very upsetting. Um, and it was a lot of doom and gloom, but like it did kind of motivate me to at least pay more attention to like what's going on. And I'm and I'm it's gonna hard to though, isn't it? It's very hard, but it's not though. It's 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 with anything. You have to make the effort, right? Like, or and, you need to know who to follow, right? right? You almost need like an underground network of of inf- people that feed you information. You need to follow those instead of the the tabloids and the headlines. The headlines have almost become pure tabloid at this point. In oh, I lives. agree. So I know that we're probably going to jump off something here real quick, but just to, to, to follow up. So uh, you were both right as far as the t- 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 to that. The I know I was story. right. I've no, no. So, so what happened so is I. that the rate, <laughs> no, the, 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 the number of shootings has not significantly changed. However, the fatality rating on average has skyrocketed since the, two, the, early, two, the early 2000s. And... Um, there's a statistical bias where effectively the number of people who are killed increases the reporting the the reporting rate. So, Ergo, so it's 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 appearing more in public discourse because there are no, there that threshold of the number of people that need to be killed in a mass shooting incident. So, so you get all the mass shootings combined, right? It's like a hundred. It's a hundred and forty something since 1970. Yeah, thirty three percent of all shootings. Are, are suicides, right? So if you look at the statistics, and that's why I say like there's other issues with guns. We tend to focus, and I don't I don't want to minimize the mass shootings. They're they are they are terrible, and the fact that they're broadcasted is screwed up. I don't think everybody needs to see them, but the idea of any parent losing their child in a school or something in between right i mean your child could could get hit by a bullet and not die and and they could be on life support for the rest of their lives and i know that there's people that that are dealing with that right now because of all these shootings and i I understand that that's a problem but it's irresponsible of us as a society to talk about the damage that guns do when 33 percent of that damage is us doing it to ourselves right? As a big picture, right? We can't just make legislation based on people going to schools. I've realized there's emotion attached to it. And and I'm not saying that something doesn't need to change, but it's irresponsible to ignore the rest of those statistics. That's that's really my point. And and I, I get what Michael Moore's saying. It's good for these people to come together, but they also need to be educated on on the impact of that gun outside of of, of what they've what they're experiencing because they are extremely biased being in a school thinking about being shot in a school sure right which yeah their perspective on it is biased but I guess like what I'm confused about in your argument the good thing about if there is a good thing about suicide by gun is you only need one bullet typically because you're probably not going to be capacitated enough to pull mm-hmm. another one so you definitely unless, don't need a high capacity russian, magazine for unless that. you're a russian diplomat what you would need a high capacity magazine would be for for leisure to target practice or to kill a bunch of people in one place at a significantly more rapid pace than if you only had say 10 rounds you know what i mean like 10 and 30 is a big difference and i think that's what kind of the? And I don't want to get on this gun issue. No, and no, I don't no. want to talk about it too much either. In, in, in Wade, I, I, again, I'm not saying that it's not effective. I'm just saying it may not be the most effective. So, like, 
if you think about homicides, you think about suicides, and mass shootings are kind of in their own thing. Right. Right. They're they're like an act of terrorism. They're in their own like like category. If you think about homicides and suicides, the fact that our country has successfully lowered those rates means that there is factors outside of the 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 way that we tell people how many bullets they can put in a gun that influence whether or not people shoot each other. And I think Bowling for Columbine did a good job of pointing at the media for the mass shootings. I think that we need to address that as the country. We need to change the way that we report on mass shootings. I don't know how you do it. How? Freedom of the press is pretty powerful. I don't know how you I don't know how the the, the country can can find a way to lower that amount of information that making it be how much of the how much of the inflammatory rhetoric is effectively because the NRA has become a political action committee you know associated with issues other aside, you know basically you know uh, uh, and, other than other than and that is a the, problem the, the money and the, the lobbyists in, in politics that is a, essentially like a strengthening factor of the corruption well because right? but but even that like you know we talk about like the responsible gun ownership and blah it, it, i am i am not necessarily against the i think the, t- the take that you have on this which is that like just just saying get rid of them get get getting rid of them is stupid because effectively i can print half this shit you know like it, exactly the, 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 the genie's out of the fuck the genie's out of the fucking bottle exactly so how much of this is deliberate inflammatory rhetoric because it's it's it, it gets it gets people it gets people wound up are you saying that it's that that the the opposition party is conspiring to make us say this? No, I'm 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 saying that de- de- deliberately this is pitched in an inflammatory way. Oh, to, like, to, yeah, to, like to fucking get to, be, you, to, 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 to divide get, the country further because now we're not only divided by race or by money, we're now right. divided by you know, like because we're you know like we're, we're not. I, I don't even think we're necessarily in disagreement, <laughs> and it's like the, the conversations on the borderline of fucking break it out into an actual fucking right. screaming but, match. But, yeah, yeah, and, and we are, and, and I'm not trying to scream at anybody. I don't even own well, a gun. No, I mean, no, but, yeah. I just know enough people that do, and I've and I've and I've heard the topic enough times that I've realized that. There is no silver lining on this whole um, limit the amount of bullets in a clip. It it doesn't really. I can I I can pr- I can print one. It doesn't. It, yeah. There's no. There's. Yeah. And I mean, you can you can get one from over state borders, and even even if you don't. Th- th- this is my problem with contraband. Okay. It's easy to get drugs. Very easy. Very very easy to get drugs. You can get drugs legally from your doctor. And frankly. they're banned, regulated, illegal, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. It's they're very very easy to get. Yeah, you can get them from your doctor. But I mean, for anybody that wants marijuana, you walk into any restaurant and you ask to talk to the cook. You will find. I don't know why they all have it. They'll if well they, the, the 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 restaurant industry in general is. Rampant with drug use. Rampant with drug use. Yeah. yeah. So because well, it's, it's, depre- it's a depressing and, and stressed out job, and you need to fuck. You need you need to you need to be fast when you need to be fast, and you need to be down when you need to be down. <laughs> but but the thing is, is it's so accessible. It's so easy that it actually makes the law seem like a joke. How often do you hear somebody talking about they don't want to pay for cable and they're like, oh well, you know what? I got an Amazon Fire Stick and I just flashed it with Cody, and now I get all my movies for free. Right. I know plenty of people that do it. Yeah, plenty of people. It's a <clears throat> Cody is a household name now. There's a Cody app on, um, like like a l- licensed app that Microsoft lets you put on your Xbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it it it's like it's people 
I tell people I still pay for my, my, my movies and my TV shows through iTunes and through Amazon, and they look at me like I have three eyes because they just steal it using Cody. Contraband is so easy to get your hands on. I don't know if, if all of this, this work towards modifying legislation is going to result in an effective change in the country. I agree when Michael Moore says it's good to band together, and that's nice. But we should be banding together after watching trending on the country, not immediately after something that that triggers an emotional response. No, I, I agree. I, with I, you. I remember uh, actually there was a there was a uh, there's a show in England on the BBC called uh, New World Order with Frankie Boyle, and they had a uh, they had a British anarchist slash poet on there, and one of the things that he was talking about was effectively that. Contrary to popular belief, voting is the most prevalent form of political apathy because it's like you just decide that you're going to fucking, oh, I'm going to make a fucking, I'm going to be fucking involved once every four years. Right. And it's like, no, it's, yeah. you, got, you guys, you can't, you can't, it's, it's tokenizing. Either, you're, either, you're either in or you're it's, out. It's, it's tokenizing a leader selection process that was natural when we were tribal and we were probably tribal for much longer than we've been um, civilized. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it was natural when you were tribal because uh, you just kill off the other alpha males or you make the other alpha males um, submissive to you and then you're the leader. Um, I realized that for infrastructure, you need intelligence. And with intelligence, you can't just kill off the weak. You have to keep around the people that are smart and civilization ends up making it complex. (laughs) A leader has to be both intelligent and powerful. So I I completely get the whole voting problem. And I'm on board with you there. Yeah. I agree with that, um, and I think that's that's kind of the like the point of the movie. Ultimately, was like get more involved with your communities, like mm-hmm. get. And it, and it's kind of true. I'm not fucking involved in my community, not like one bit. And I've lived here a vast majority of my life, and I know a vast majority, well, a good portion of the people that live around me. And I'm not involved at all. You know, like I take no. I can get super offended and upset when things are going on, but like I'm not involved on like the front lines here. <clears throat> and a lot of the, a lot I hate of it you in is, the bands you like Wade. Yeah. But a lot of it is, you know, we let life get in the way. Right. <laughs> and that's normal. That's a normal thing. Now, <clears throat> I think that's the ultimate point of the movie. Maybe be a little more cognizant and maybe get a little bit more involved and maybe put, maybe if you get, if everyone gets a little more involved, they can kind of actually put the people into power that, that actually do, care about their interests and do like care about the people as opposed to you know the corporations and things like that and just being like well i'll just vote for obama or vote for right. trump every four years and and yeah, that's my late. civic duty and yeah, it's, it's not too really, late right it's too and late it's, at that point they've yeah. already made it they've already made it to the selection criteria to become president you didn't help put them in place uh, early in the career which eventually might have led to yeah but i also think of what you say wade all the time and you say um Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's a good point. And I think about that a lot because you really need a special type of person to be able to persevere past the corruption or to use the corruption to get them where they need to be and then turn the switch off once they're there. We, we, need, we, and we, it's, we either are ruled by the machine or Samaritan. Yeah, and I, I think about... Uh, um, like, uh, and there's so many movies that have this theme, but the, the one in recent history I could think of is Hunger Games, right? Where you kind of have to play the political game to get on top. And then once you're on top, you can change it. 
but you kind of have to play along in order to make it there, in order to make the changes. And, and some would argue that you, they'll just assassinate you if you try to change too much. Well, shit, they say right? that. So, so, and and, and what, what's saying you don't get changed on the way? No, it's very true. Like, you don't get... And it's the structure and how, how it is. And you know what? Maybe ultimately... We're just too big of a country that is just too run by money, 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 and you know, want, 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 desire, desire, desire. That there's actually no way to get up into a high power situation well, without selling a part of your soul, if well, not all of it. Because right? the, the 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 fundamental thing is that you can argue that it's effectively an artifact of uh, the reptile brain sitting in the back there. In which case, well, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, like, literally, because, you know, like, we, you know. I talked earlier about whether or not the reptile would come back up. No, this, no, 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 no. Keep going, keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't so, mean to interrupt. So, so, I just no, was trying be, to tell you why my gesture came uh, in the middle. Well, no, because we have, so we're effectively an aggregate of different components that we've acquired over our evolutionary history and you can say you know like it's it's the it's the fight fuck it's the fight fuck flee portion portion of us that you know like it just is an animals we can't really overcome and like we we wrap it around with other stuff but it's it's ex you know like we, we we have ways of expressing it in the course of our social and civiliz civilization interactions and I guess maybe 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 the crux of this is is this kind of a race to see if we like how powerful we become become versus we're still stuck with we're still stuck with that machinery, or uh, you know like we got to wait till we uh, you know again big idea but it, Star Trek's not gonna ha the Star Trek future's not gonna happen I don't I don't I don't no I don't I don't see it it's contrarian to the human condition. It just is. If is and here's the, and here's the ultimate thing. Because we're we're we're, we're you're gonna die one day, Gunner, and it could be tomorrow, and it, and hopefully it's yeah. 50, 60 years from now, or maybe a hundred years from now. God knows with Actually, medicine. I mean, like effect, effectively, I die the second they upload my consciousness <laughs> into the cluster of lower. But like until satellites. that problem is solved, where you don't have to worry about your mortality anymore, it's always going to be selfish in, in some regard or another there are very very few people that are completely unselfish and do oh, things it's 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 in it's implicitly against the way that your brain is put together it, right and any living organism like it's unfair to say that oh it's just humans humans are greedy and this no, and it, no it's, every it's, fucking it's, it's, animal it's, is greedy wel wel welcome welcome to biological fucking life <laughs> right like that so, is sounds like the lizard news coming out right now wade <laughs> But it's like it, it is. I I don't know until you figure out the mortality thing. There's all. It's always going to be like that. Well, no, you know, and this this gets into this idea of you know I make I make the joke of Samaritan and stuff like that. But build a dreadnought for me, Gunner. Build a dreadnought. Build a dreadnought and fucking insert me. <laughs> well, the the biggest the biggest class the biggest class full uh, bioprosthesis that we're looking at right now is Juggernaut. That's, that's fine. That's about twelve feet. That's fine. But you can palm a Kia, so that that that's that's handy. You talking about the Juggernaut from X Men? Juggernaut? It, no, it's it's way nerdier than that. We're from 40, the Warhammer forty k uh, oh. universe. Let's uh, let's switch topics a little bit because. Yeah, we could go on forever about especially politics, with, and this isn't a political show. You know right. what I mean? Like, we're going to talk about politics from time to time, and we're friends. So and I, I didn't bring nearly enough knives for us to have this, this conversation <laughs> so in a meaningful way. So Fahrenheit eleven nine sounds like it was a pretty good movie. Though. Go see it. You're, you're, you can love it. You can hate it. Um, but there are interesting points from both sides, and 
Although it was very, very, very although, doom and gloom for most you, of it. You also do have to remember that Michael Moore is a very good propagandist. Oh, absolutely. The so dude, no, that, and that, he that makes... He is, he is very... He is not in any way, shape, or form immune from structuring a film deliberately to fuck, to, to, to fuck with... Fuck with it you. was made to an elicited response, a leftist, you know, a left centric response, a, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I recognize that and it fucking did that for me. Like mm-hmm. it, it elicited a pretty you massive response. Fucking lefty. Right. But like, I but actually, the fact is, is that there were some things that I, I did take away with it in this age of the internet, social media. We've definitely isolated ourselves. I feel a little bit more than when we were kids and we were younger, and the community was thriving was was a little closer. And twenty years before that, well, the community was significantly more closer knit, right? Because you had to be because that's how information traveled, right? Because the because the internet and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr all hit all press the special button on your reptile brain. But that being said, well, enough with the reptile brain. Right? I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But, but you, I think what you're you saying is that... You need to fuckers. In an, in an attempt to find like-minded communities on the internet, we've started to abandon the local communities that we need. Yes. Well, it's day. like we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've inserted ourselves in echo chambers, and it's become socially acceptable. And I think the beauty of connecting with your community... Is you're gonna have an opposing view, right? But at the end of the day, you still have to live with it within mm-hmm. the, with those people. You do, yep. And those people, whether you want to admit it or not, are integral to your survival as a community. And that's an art that maybe that's the most something that you know Michael Moore didn't. Uh, that's fucking awful. Didn't um, a Lego flash didn't touch on, but it's like a Lego we, you can't isolate everyone you can't isolate people except for extremes on left and right you have to come together and and talk to people and find a common ground but unfortunately i think that's more and more difficult and hopefully we will see uh some somehow some way to, to, I, to do that i have that. a common ground kevin hart why the fuck is he so popular hmm, interesting question He's just the Adam Sandler of today's age. How, like, uh, how, but yeah, how did how did how did, how did how did it become the crystal man? The, the, he's well liked. He, everybody likes him. He's um, he's funny enough. I'm not. I'm not even like slagging out of his Italian, but it's just like I how feel, did how did he become feel, the one? I feel bad for actors like him because he he has to play like the same character mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and I it, it wasn't until I saw some of Adam Sandler's dramatical you know like drama style movies where i realized that he was actually a good actor he he didn't need to play this like grown up boy in every movie so i wonder i wonder if the same rule applies but yeah i don't know why he's so popular we we like to like we like to keep people in this little category of of how we want to see them and we go to the box office and we pay to see them that way and then when well, they're or, like 50 or, or we- 60 they or we go to trade desk. They 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 end up doing like cartoon movies because they've as an actor they've been stuck in one spot. Not because that's all they're good at, but it's because it's the only thing that the uh, that the movie industry will pick them for. I think of like like a Robin Williams, you know, and and that's a sad that has a sad ending. But he was such a—he's such a dynamic actor. But as but he long, wasn't appreciated for it for the vast majority of his career. He really wasn't, right. and he did some really fucked. Well, no, because actually, so he did some. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's actually like not that he gets a lot of props for it. It was very early on. Uh, he did a movie called Moscow on the Hudson. 
where he was this it's kind of just it was it was a mid-80s film and it was he was a trumpet player in the Soviets like one of the Soviet or the Moscow State Orchestra and they were doing a they were doing a performance in New York State and basically or New York City and he defects and oh, it's just it's it's just it's just him and it's not like it there's no comedy in this movie it's just him kind of just in this experience as uh, a refugee in New York City at the time and it's just like him kind of just coming up you know it was it, it it's 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 a very interesting film well, I feel bad for comics and it's just it's it's just this discussion of being an outsider cuz you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of commentary on just different immigrant populations in the African American community and I feel bad for comics um, specifically because if you took what makes an actor great in dramas and in whatever not just comedy Typically, they have. They're typically someone that's pretty fucked up. They're very, they're on a ton of well-adjusted actors, but like comedians, typically the one requisite is not you have to be attractive, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what you look like because if you're funny, that shit sells, and that's what chimes through. I think comedians more than most people are so funny because they've had tragic lives or some massive obstacles in their life. And uh, they've seen the shittier side of things, and they can kind of make light of it and turn it into something that's funny for everyone, even if it's not funny for them. Um, so I think probably there are a lot of comedians that are actually probably some of the most talented actors that we have, but because they're not necessarily attractive to societal standards, they don't even get to get to attempt those roles until late, late, late in their career. Uh, isn't this similar in a lot of ways to musicians? I mean, musicians kind of need to have that breakout song then they're allowed to kind of experiment and, and choose their own path. But they needed that breakout song really to be grabbed by the masses. Well, yeah, it's like they have to fit a type first. First, yes. And then they can kind of break from then it they can if break for, they're talented I mean, enough to do so. I mean, uh, I think of, of Brad Pitt. What was it? Was it Thelma and Louise? Or what? That's, that's essentially where he got his like big push, Yeah, he right? was like the hot guy. The sex icon, yeah. Turns out he can act. Right. So... But it took a while for him to, to 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 have more and more movies that proved his capabilities as an actor. So um, one one movie when it comes to Robin Williams that I think of is uh, What Dreams May Come. Have you seen that? Yeah, one? great flick. Really trippy. Really good one. Really Cuba trippy. Yeah, sad, in as well. sad. Yeah, sad movie. Um, although he still does manage to play his like. Um, you know, fun-loving character in that, but kind of. But he does show like his dark side. He does kind of. But then towards like the end of his career, he's at like Knights of the Museum. Is like, what was he? It's like the guy in the horse. Uh, Roosevelt, right? Yeah, Theodore, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. Like, and then he's like, um, uh, he was the voice of a famous movie. Oh, he was the voice of the genie. It's probably his most. Famous. Oh yes, yeah, yes, Aladdin. yes, and Aladdin. Although that was that was, that was right around the. Ago. I mean, which, in my opinion. His greatest role was in Goodwill Hunting. Like he was that's his, insanely that's good. That's listed that. number one on his top it's movies. It's my it's the, one of my favorite movies, but like just a great, great, great performance on his part. But some would argue, uh, in a conspiratorial type of way, mm -hmm. that like he started taking these roles because he knew they were gonna be blockbuster smashes and it was just a money grab to set up his, his daughter. Oh, interesting. Have you you've seen The Fisher King? 
The Fisher uh, King's a good. The Fisher I've heard King of the is Fisher King. awesome. He was it like a homeless guy or something. Like, like that, mental right? illness in the homeless yeah. community. I've heard of it. Um, I think I don't know if he was schizophrenic in that film. I've heard of it. I've actually never seen it. Uh, I, somebody else is in that, isn't it? Um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, I know we kind of went off topic with that question there, Gunner. Yeah. Um, not that we have a topic, but we <laughs> actually kind of do. Um, there's some current events that we wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Elon Musk? I know. Elon. People must be so sick of hearing his name. <laughs> he's always in, he's been in the headlines, though. Lately. He has, and we've been talking about him, and I think we're all kind of a fan of him. I, well, because there's 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 two things to discuss, and I you know maybe I, I mean, we're gonna try and separate politics because politics isn't everything nowadays. But the whole shit, the whole shit where he was tweaked out on fucking, he was like tweaked out on whatever, and started. T- shit tweeting tweaked out well i mean yeah, yeah let's not insinuate that this was anything but elon musk being elon musk so let's so, not insinuate that he was on drugs when he did this so let's well, well, let's Gunner, talk about the yeah, news right yeah so <laughs> so what happened is this week um he was he was removed as his role of chairman for uh for tesla motors by now everybody knows what tesla is a lot of people want one <laughs> yeah they have their original. What is it? A Model One. What do they call the first one? Well, there's the Roadster. There was the the, uh, the, a, the S and the X. Oh, okay. Are they both Roadsters? The the model the Model S was the the super sedan. Mm-hmm. The X was the luxury SUV. Oh, I didn't and see the, the SUV. Mo- the, the Model Three is the and the, the Model like Three the, is the, the one that common. that he's been getting some shit for um, because he was failing to meet production uh, numbers for. But he's he's corrected that. However. As we've talked about week after week, he's done some strange things in the news. And we've pretty much pointed those out. Um, you know, he got high on Joe Rogan. Um, he called uh, one of those divers um, that, saved the, that saved the kids a so pedophile. That's the, that's the Model X. Oh, I haven't seen the Model X. That's a very nice looking. It's so like it's a crossover. Oh, Jesus. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's like a gold crossover with fucking butterfly doors. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's fancy. Um, but then he made... He, like you said, he made a tweet about his company going private when it wasn't, and <laughs> well, no, he, he supposedly he had financing to do it. Well, because you know, part of it, part of it too, is that he's been having a long-standing war with uh, trading firms doing like fucking stock manipulation on the, their side, like shorting Tesla stock and whatnot. And it's just well, if they shorted him this these past few weeks. If somebody shorted those stocks, they would have made some money because they've been dropping. And he, what he did is he was going to he. The price was like four nineteen a share, and he tweeted that it was going to be four twenty because he wanted to look cool because he had smoked uh, marijuana recently. And he even said publicly that he did it to impress his girlfriend, <laughs> which I thought was very interesting. So yeah, he's been removed of his chairman role, although he still is the CEO of Tesla. It's just such horse shit. Like, it was a, a I don't I don't know. I, it was clearly not a, not the intention to like screw with the market, right? Like, it, if you were valued at four nineteen and then you made a four twenty joke, a fucking dollar a share. Yes, is that an astronomical number? Sure, but everyone knows the context of that. Like, it's well, it's common sense that we know what the context of that tweet was. You know, you know, part of the reason that he's getting the, the vice put to him. Is that you can say that it's he's flippant and you know like just 
he's fucking with the market and stuff like that. But part of it too is that uh, so much of the market is effectively bullshit, hyperbole, and shell games. That if everyone doesn't, if everyone does not follow the same, you know, like go in the same direction, that shit becomes exposed very quickly. <laughs> and you know, like per stock val- stock values are enti- entirely feeling, de- almost entirely now feeling derived. Well, they are, and and that's I think that's the important part is that he has to, if he's going to be chairman of the company, if he's going to be the spokesperson behind the product, then he has to realize that the corporation is directly affected by how he acts publicly. And when he continuously disregards that, there's ramifications. That's That, to me, was really the lesson here, right? And this isn't the first time that this has happened. There's a lot of chairmen that have had their role removed um, as a result of something that they said. A lot of the times, it ends up being an accident. In his case... <laughs> It didn't seem too much like an accident. I mean, it was so many things that he had done that they finally cracked down on him. Yeah, it's 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 such a weird thing. But you know what, though? Like, don't bring your pump company public. I guess like that's the other well, argument, right? Well, no, but actually, so the prob the problem is, um, part of that too is that once you exceed a certain a certain value they will penalize you if you do not become a publicly traded corporate like the way the way the way the the tax code is structured you know you talk about all these fucking actually you want to talk about that you talk about all the fucking bullshit tax regulation that's in the united states if you are not a if you are not a publicly traded and again this is a much more nuanced statement so i caveat ass talking whatever once you become over a certain market valuation you are significantly penalized for not being publicly traded. It's like when it's like you know it's like the mar- it's like how the marriage tax credit used to be. You know, like if 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 you're two if you're two adults cohabitating, but there's and companies legally, that do it. But there are companies that do it. But if you're trying to fucking if you're trying to fucking maximize your available liquidity to to to, to fund weird fucking one off tunnel boring projects, you know, yeah. you, you need to just set up just set up a fake company in Ireland. <laughs> Well, you gotta, actually, that's that's its own thing. You have, you actually have to buy a fake company in Ireland that's already established, and then re, just buy a lemonade stand in Ireland merge. and just call it Tesla Motors Incorporated. I mean, that's that's actually, essentially it, what it would have been majority. awesome if, he, if it would have been awesome if he bought the DeLorean name if it was still the DeLorean <laughs> corporate property if it was still available. Um, I was listening to a podcast, and it's a little bit dated now, although the information is still relevant. It was um, NPR's uh, How I Built This, and they were interviewing the creator of the Lululemon, uh, 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 what do they call it, uh, the stuff you can exercise in but also wear. Lululemon. Yoga pants? Yeah. What's Lululemon. LuLaRoe? Lou. Yeah. We're talking about the yoga pants. The yoga pants, yeah. There's a name for that style. Um Leggings? Something athletic. I don't know. Every girl listening to this right now knows the word. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, that genre of, of athletic Casual wear. Casual athletic wear? I don't yeah. know. Something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's a name for it. But anyway, he, he's, he's pretty much like credited for creating that, right? Making um, And what happened was, uh, and I think this was a few years ago, I don't. I, I didn't follow his brand, so I didn't know that this happened. But <laughs> so the uh, 
what are the what are the ones uh, Spanx? So the Spanx were really Spanx. popular because because they were form fitting, right? And I'm not a female, so I don't have to worry about this problem. Fortunately, I'm very and I mean that. Well, if you wore a dance, if you wore a dance doll, so that you like you didn't have the fucking like asymmetrical mushroom stamp out on the front of those things, you might be get away with some jackets. <laughs> and, and that goes to the whole like uh, you know. Uh, gender being a social construct. I'm not comfortable. As long as I'm not comfortable with Trace wearing jackets, but damn, that ass is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as as long as society is okay with me dressing from the social construct of male, I'll continue doing it. And because of that, I get to wear clothing that does not. Um, what did you say? Exposes a mushroom stamp. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Shake out your yam bag. Yeah. So, anyways, so girls. Um, like a product yeah, called Spanx. Bag. Spanx are form fitting, and it kind of helps shape the body, from what I understand. Right, and you can wear it as an undergarment, and it shapes the body. What happened is with this, this the, d- the dude equivalent is Under Armour, especially if you're a, a dude who pretends to, who who has uh, pretensions of being tactical. That's true. The guys kind of have their own version of, it. and I've been seeing those more lately. Like guys will wear tights underneath their their clothing because <laughs> um, it's not. That, is that the right that, word for it? Uh, under Armour, yeah, athletic. You're wearing wear. fucking spandex under under your clothes, so your love handles are showing. You look more. It's support. Yeah. It's 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 a support and sweat wicking layer. Well, it's that, yeah, and also okay. it's it's an anti chafing thing, right? I mean, if you do if you do a lot of but exercising, cha- but where your cha- thighs rub, but you're chafing because you're not necessarily. You're, you're, well, yes. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't it, begrudge it, it, anyone it's, that it's, wears it's like it to 60, work 40. out. I don't begrudge anybody that wears it to to work out. I begrudge the the douchebag that wears it under his dress shirt because he's you know. You never know when the bat light's going to turn. Yeah, yeah. It's true. well, it, actually, yeah. So it's probably a bad example because Batman well, wears like like armor. That and you well, need, to, but he wears Under Armour too. Yeah, <laughs> that and you need to commit totally to the bit. So, anyways, the Lululemon guy. Um, and how did you pronounce it? Lululemon. Lululemon. Lumum. Whatever. Um, uh, that guy, uh, he was being interviewed about a problem that was happening where the uh, some pilling was happening, like like the fabric was tearing, mm-hmm. and it was starting to look bad. You know this? I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the problems that come from stretch garments. Yeah, yeah. And, and what had happened, he didn't know this at the time, which is really why it was open mouth, insert foot. But what happened was the, uh, the, the people buying them were buying them a few sizes too small, so that they would be form fitting and it would help because you know it would it worked it worked they they were very nice for form fitting the problem is is they weren't designed as like that, that's not that's not how they were engineered they weren't designed to be worn that small but he didn't really he didn't really understand why it, why it was happening and what he said publicly and in I'll paraphrase is um he said that not all women were uh not not all women are designed to wear my clothing like they're not all built to wear my clothing and I got. I'm paraphrasing, just as everybody did, and he got removed as chairman of his own company, and he eventually left. I believe. I don't think he works for them, um, his own company anymore. That's fucking crazy. It is. It's fucked up. But uh, but of course, what was happening is is they were wearing sizes that were too small, and it just wasn't engineered for that. And it was when it was stretching the fabric in a stretched state, it was it was tearing easier. So uh, the, the 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 product was good. It was kind of being exploited, like people wanted to use it more as a form-fitting, like a Spanx or something like that, but it wasn't engineered that way. But it reminds me of that. I know that's way too long to explain, <laughs> but it reminds me of that because it was it was another example where where somebody who invented something was kind of dethroned from his own idea. Oh, uh, Henry Ford lost it, lost 
four of his car companies before he started Ford. Really? He got he got booted. Actually, Dodge. Dodge is a Dodge and Cat. Well, Dodge and Cadillac. Cadillac was his first one. He got thrown out. The Dodge brothers basically forced him out because they didn't. Actually, they took a whole bunch of money from him because Dodge was originally a contractor that built stuff for him under stuff under. So you know where this is going to go. Are we going to see a second Tesla come out of the? Um. Well, I, He's I still would be, CEO now. But. Well, no, because like you, you like you see this stuff. It's like well, either that or does he just kind of like you know what? I've had fun with this. I'm gonna fucking go sleep on the factory for it, the SpaceX place, because we're like we're right there. <laughs> yeah, if well, anyone you, you, can you, do you, it though, Elon could do it. Well, you know, it's it's just, Elon, you know what? Fuck, fuck you. You know what? You know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go sleep and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a special I'm gonna have a demo model of the big the big Falcon ship just hanging outside there. That'll be my house while we're working on we're working on this thing. And in his case, he's still CEO. Yes. So he's still he's still actually the one that's that's calling the shots. He's just not going to be the the public face. Yeah, but well, this is that, like this is when this well, is the setup for hostile like corporate takeovers. Like it definitely could. Well, it's feasible that he could have people within. Uh, his corporation looking to make moves to oust you, him. You, oh, right. wow! I'm boxing out something bad. Uh, the one of the things that's been talked about for a while. I mean, like besides the whole disruptive nature of Tesla itself, is you know, like they were really pitching them as uh, a technology supplier to other to other auto manufacturers. I mean, like you know, the part part of the problem is that everybody's been kind of an abusive asshole. Like not it, like even though they made all the patents, freaking public property and stuff like that. So they, here's the implementation details, and because like the, the 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 Tesla electric powertrain is still the best implement, like one of if not the best implementation of an EV vehicle right. control system. Up be, to this wouldn't point. be crazy if they turned into a licensing company. Well, either there you just you just you know because you you have all these other companies effectively scrambling because the 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 next biggest one is uh, Renault because mm-hmm. uh, all the work that they did with Nissan you know like the 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 Leaf and stuff I mean like you know you can you can talk about G- GM pissed away GM has effectively built the same powertrain three times. And it's funny because like they're they're effectively the originators of this technology because mm-hmm. their um, diesel electric or their Detroit Electric division was the one that did did the hybrid powertrains for like uh, commercial freight trains and stuff like that. And it's the same it's the same implementation. It was a diesel engine and mm-hmm. an electric traction motor, but the whole the whole like the the, the but Tesla perfected it. Well, Tesla Tesla does Tesla does Tesla skipped everything, so they're all AC. So. When you say AC, completely electric. So yes, their 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 control. I mean, like their control logic, everything like that. Like the, that the way that they built AC alternating current? alternating current. Yeah. So there's ba- I there's they basically were direct current in those cars. No, no, no. So there's there's well the batteries are, but what you have is that you have um, you have three primary implementations of an electric vehicle. You have like a direct current, so it's like a cordless, you know, it's a cordless drill. Mm-hmm. You have a brushed motor. I just picture them as huge cordless drills. <laughs> well, even even if you have brushless <laughs> motors, but like, so um, so you have DC brushless motors, and then you have AC induction motors, and where Tesla comes that? in. So Tesla, basically there's no actual, um, there's no actual, so you're, even the, 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 the brushless motor it's all electro you know, like you have you have a permanent magnet inside the motor 
at some point, but the actual primary driver is an electric. You know, basically you have a series of coil. I don't know if you ever looked at your washing machine or stuff like that. Most of the most of the tub ones, the the modern ones, are brushless. Mm-hmm. Universal motors, um, but you still have a direct link to the coil. So you're actually dumping current and you're dumping current into the coil to make the electromagnet. Okay. So you actually you, you you have you have a direct wired linkage. An induction motor is exactly that. You you actually you have a series. So um, where that comes in is that you can you can control the torque of the motor entirely electronically because you can actually you can you can induce you could you have a series you have a series of coils but you're actually char- you're, you're putting a charge into it through induction as opposed to an, a, 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 a deliberate so electrical when you talk connection. about brush motors okay i think i'm with you um so, so you're br- talking about charging because usually a motor the way the motor works is you have a magnet yes you have a coil of wire yes and when you put charge into that wire it turns the wire and whatever it's wrapped around into a magnet yes and it forces it away from the other magnet right yes um and what you're saying is is that by using alternating current they can kind of control both magnets you ba- basically drive yes, there's, the magnets there's no, there's away no, from each other and be able to finely grain, fine grainedly be able to tune the amount of torque coming out of it. Yes. So because okay. you don't because the thing is is that even even a DC brushless motor, you still have a permanent. You still actually have a, a physical permanent magnet. Is that why it's called it. Tesla? Because you're essentially yes, arcing the shit that, as, so, as opposed to hardwiring it. Yes. Well, no, that's why because the, the Tesla was the inventor. Tesla was the inventor of the modern AC high voltage oh. circuit okay all right and but yeah so where where they come in is that they they have peak power they have peak power throughout the entire range you know there's there's no power curve on a tesla and right. on a tesla drivetrain right which right. is why they can do the zero to 60 in like two seconds and zero mm-hmm. to 100 and whatever because they have it's just you can actually exceed the safe you know like there are variations of that powertrain that actually exceed the safe limit for human Sure. Physiological geez, responses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's one topic, and I'm going to switch. Um, there was another one we wanted to bring up. Do you want to bring I, up? Wanted to, I wanted to talk about that. Tr- I, I wanted to talk about that tweet that they were sending to him, basically saying to hurry the fuck up because the, they came out with the, the the Trump administration came out with the one that basically says that uh, we're all fucked because global warming. We're, we're going to have Wait, a seven what? degree. Oh, you didn't see this one? No. Please know. tell. Oh, so you're going to have to pull stuff up. So there was a release from the White House uh, earlier this week mm-hmm. that basically said that we're going to have a seven degree uh, temperature jump. Whoa. By Trump. Seven degrees? By what? Climate, by what year? Uh, real soon. It's effectively like September 20. So oh, come on, come on, come on. Climate change tweet. Because they've been kind of sitting on this stuff, and it was like it—it it came out during the Kavanaugh hearing. Because you know it was. Oh uh, come on, come on, come on! Global just fucking came out this week because Trump or okay, okay, okay you're taking too long. Wait, new right, topic. Talk. While yeah, you look up okay. Stuff. Do you want to talk about American about who gets it right, and who gets it wrong, or do you want to talk about? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, that will probably take us over twenty minutes. Um, yeah, I like the oh the significant others topic. 
Which one do you want to go with? Go significant others while I look up must climate change. Okay. Mm. Trace, why don't you bring it up? (laughs) Well, it was just kind of a general topic. I didn't really have any uh, material for it. Um, It was more along the idea of uh, how you kind of get starstruck. If maybe, I don't know if that's the right, is that the right term? Starstruck? Um, when, you, when you meet somebody and there's a certain amount of sacrifice that you, early on in your life, you would put into something almost. Um, I would say pussy or penis whipped is probably more than starstruck. Infatuated completely <laughs> is probably a, All right. a better term. Penis struck. Gunner <laughs> finally found the article. Vajazzled. But now we're talking about being penis struck, Gunner. Well, right. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to be penis struck when the planet's average temperature has risen by 7 degrees by 2100. Well, warmth gives me a boner. So Yes, well, because you, you have to wear less clothes, so it'll be out there all the time. We could all get beer boners, the, too. Which solves the Lulu mom problem of not wearing the right size pants. I think you're pronouncing that wrong. Lulumum. <laughs> so I guess we were we were discussing before the podcast Lulumum. how um, specifically when you first get into a relationship, how things can drastically change, like the way you think or the way you feel or the way you you act. Um, I thought that was because of the, the, the act of, like, when you are asleep, your significant other removes a portion of, 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 of your spirit energy. I mean, that's possible. That's not <laughs> scientifically proven, and I have no data on that. I got, I got, I got, I got instruments. Once again, we, we can run this wrong. test. Yep, <laughs> wrong. But uh, it's, it's just, like, an interesting anomaly. Um, how, how can he be wrong? He's, he, like... It's it's empirically proven that he's the only he's the one that's in a direct experience experiential experiment state on multiple occasions as opposed to my zero fuck all. <laughs> yeah, like and like I'll go to I'll go somewhere and I'll see kids and like <clears throat> you'll see especially with the teenagers um, and if some of the teenagers that I know are listening I'm sorry I might be describing you but they're like the couples are glued. It's like they have to hold each other's hands. It's the puppy love thing, right? They have to hold each other's hands. But it's weird. It's like it's like every I'm really just describing the puppy love the puppy love phenomenon where you have to spend every moment with them, but it, it gets strange in public because you end up doing things you wouldn't normally do. And it's it's socially acceptable like up until I would say probably like early 20s. Yeah. And then after that, it just gets really weird to see it. Like it's when adults awkward, do yeah. It. Because you think the more you, because well, frankly, um, when you're younger, you're more susceptible to emotion and hormone-driven behavior, and you're not nearly as rational as you probably are expected to be as a thirty-year-old or a forty-year-old or whatever. Um, but like. And it's understandable. It's a biological response. It's it's when someone approaches you and says like, and it's not even a, well yeah it boils it doesn't boil down to procreation as far as definite procreation, but the act of procreation, which is right. like a sexual act, right? When someone is willing to offer that up to you, it's like a big like 
evolutionary gain essentially it's like wow like i found somebody that's that's down to let me like procreate and do essentially what i was born to do which is to to just keep progressing the race right you, keep progressing you, the do, are, are you down for smash 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 right smash so like it's a big it's this giant boost or whatever and it gets like the hormones going and it's like the endorphins go pumping and you go essentially fucking crazy because you can if because on the base level you're on the same page but however the cognitive and overdeveloped frontal cortex make can, can make a completely different person that you're not on the same page with make you essentially get on the same page with and sometimes it can make you look like a real goddamn fool if especially if it doesn't really last or whatever well is is it is it effectively just a mechanism that, so so like here i've i i have been engaged i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna release a bunch of chemicals into your brain that suppress your ability to to to, to parse bullshit long enough that you you fucking like condition you know long enough that you like restructure and how do you so and there's like i think there's a couple levels of it like you 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 behave some you behave a certain way around somebody that you think you're going to lose i don't know what that fucking giggle is for or you you behave a certain way around somebody who you think you're you may not be good enough for that you may want to lose or, or not want to lose. You don't you, want to you lose. eventually want to lose. Want to lose them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, enough time. you don't know it, but you want to. Yeah. Can we can we not smash, 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 smash? No smash. No right. smash. Right, yeah, because you don't know how long it's going to last, so you want to prove yourself, right? It's almost like the courting thing, right? You you're kind of courting them. Um, and you want to, like you said, <clears> in the back <throat> of your mind you want to procreate, or maybe more conservatively, you want to marry them and eventually um, eventually have children with them, or maybe not have children with them, maybe have dogs and cats with them, or, or have no animals at all, maybe a goldfish, or a fake goldfish, a goldfish screensaver. You want to have a goldfish screensaver with An them. Android goldfish that Gunner created in his lab. You talk shit now, but when I get ma- when you get your fucking Magikarp sitting in your fucking in, in your fucking living room, so like one you're of gonna the be, symptoms you're gonna, be, you're gonna be smashing for days. It's it, it's it's first like Not observable with the magic when fucking Magikarp. We should have a Pokemon episode. Um, it's first observable when uh, you know with the puppy the puppy love thing because they're glued mm. to each other and they both of them have nothing to do. Right. That's if it's like this equal amount of I don't know what to do except love you. Right? Well, it's like the prioritization is like gone. Yeah. So you go to a party, um, and they're just sitting in a corner holding hands, which is socially acceptable for a 16, 17, 21, 22 year old. Mm-hmm. But like a thirty five, forty year old, what if it's a fifty year old man? Yeah, what if it's a forty year old dude with a twenty two year old, twenty two year old girl? That's fine for the girl, but I think it's a little less socially a a that's socially probably not as acceptable as. What if what if he has what if he has a chainsaw in his other hand that's running and this is like giving you giving you side eye? Does it does that does does it still like? I I still think you're weird, but you also have a chainsaw, which makes me think you're weird, but in a different way, and I'm just gonna ignore this. Or no, I think it's still um. You still it, we still like find it odd that somebody at that <laughs> age would would allow their priorities structure to completely crumble and kind of you know right conform completely with this 22 year old right like if that was the scenario right and you know like i have um i have a friend that 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 got married and he disappeared i mean he didn't physically leave (laughs) r.i.p he didn't physically (laughs) leave but he uh he he stopped 
he, he stopped being around. And the moment that everything went sour, he came back. And I'd say that's an either either one, we <laughs> as friends we suck so bad that we're worse to hang out with little, than a bad little, spouse. Little column A, little column B. I don't know. I feel I do feel like I love you too, Gutter. If you if you allow that to happen and you completely shut off for extended periods of time until essentially your little experiment is over, which you let's be real, you not, had no intention of ending, that's a flaw in yourself like you there's some sort of deficiency yeah, but there the, the, you know if we're go, if we're going in theoretical perspectives here because we're just we're, we're purely speaking in hy- hy- hypotheticals um that was no great change of personality for said individual to begin with right it's not it's not like they magically became this person it was this. This was something that was always there, and just because you 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 had a fucking dialogue tree option come up. Well, I think it's always there for all of us, and I think that's the point Wade's making is that okay, it's I'm acceptable gonna, to a certain ass. age, I'm sorry, wait, I'm but then at, at an older age, we're, we're we're thought to have overcome that. Oh, we're fucking done. I guess we're to, dumb, Gunner's, we're dumb for life. to Gunner's argument, I see. I I definitely see. Like maybe it's just like we were his girlfriend. <laughs> like we were a collective you were a girlfriend. You were, yes, yeah, you were, like you were, so really. You were, He'd been like that all along. Well, in that case, I'm glad we're back together. You know, yeah. well, no, you, you, have, you have the, you have the, the what is it, the, oh, what the fuck do they call it in nuclear strategy? You have the the triumvirate or the the, the triple threat there. The tri- triumvirate? Oh, the trinumerative, yes, oh. the triumvirate, but it, it, the the lulumum. Uh, <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> well, no, so you you've basically you have um. Are you talking about the mother? The horror? No, oh, no. Actually, the, the the I'm I'm saying that there are effective effectively there are three primary methods of engagement that human beings need in socialization, mm-hmm. which is like you have your you have your your, your romantic, your mm-hmm. we intellectual, did that. We and did your, that for him. <laughs> yes. Listen. <laughs> I mean, Behind like, back, doors. back, back, back. <laughs> the lens drive doesn't count. Back, back before I got arthritis in that one hand, you I know, put, like I, 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 I could give it. I could give one like a. That's why we turned the lights down. And I put on a wig. <laughs> but well, no, but you know, but they talk about because that, that's that's kind of the same, you know, and maybe this is this is going way off topic, but it's it's like how you talk about how people have emotional affairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but you 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 know, like again, like you you will compensate for the lack of satisfaction in one area by going fucking whole hog in the other, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't if if you do that effectively once the other once one of the other needs is the the once the triumvirate is upset, it's like you fucking have to exclude yourself. Uh, triumvirate is a, is a cool word. I've never heard that. So first was romance. What was the next one? So you have you have emotional. So you, or, so, so, so you basically romance emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, you know in, in intellectual and intellectual. Okay. Well, we were romantic with him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's it's it, yeah. You know, and I get like that's deliberate. I yeah, wrote the, whore the and lipstick on my forehead for you, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I, I guess it's better than use over your asshole. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Uh, dirty. Very dirty stuff. Let's not take a, a totally dirty term. Oh, gosh. So it is, but it is, it does um, give an air of, it's a negative like kind of stigma when that happens, right? Like, and it's, and a part of it is because the people that were, 
close to the other person are completely fucking like he's not around anymore. He's just removed himself. And it does kind of see like if you completely wrap yourself in it and never come back, like not even a little bit, it's kind of it's weird. Right. And it's a stigma. I'd say socially, I think it's more of a stigma for men than it is for women, at least in our social circle. Yeah. No, I think in, I think broadly, I think that's probably... Like, I, I have a lot of friends that, that are female growing up, and they all moved away and, and, and left, and it seemed perfectly normal. Yeah. But I guess in that case, at least they moved away. That was a good excuse. I think... Uh, and, one, and frankly, I joke about penis whipped, but, like, that's not a real term. Pussy whipped, however, is a, is a, a term. Like, Which is especially ironic, considering it's physically impossible to do that action with one and not the other. Mm-hmm. You haven't been doing your Kegel exercises, apparently, Gunnar. Well, I, 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 I mean, like, I'm kind of terrified at the prospect of making a snapping noise via, via, that, bit, <laughs> via that arrangement. Well, you, you need a whip. Or if you don't have a whip, you can use... The Lego flashlight. Yeah. God damn the Lego flashlight. That would be painful. But that being said, some people are into that shit. Um, but it is a double standard for sure. Like, I don't think a lot of... I, I think there's definitely... I, we don't have a female here, so it's tough to ask. But it's definitely not as big like a deal. Like, I remember as, like, you know, in, in high school or whatever, like, when you were coming of sexual maturity, I mean, you were, like, one of the first people that had, like, a girlfriend, Trace, and... You know, around that age, everyone's like, "Oh, he's pussy whipped. He doesn't hang out with us anymore." This and that, that. was but true. But it's like it was all very true. Yeah, and it was for fucking everybody. It, it was, was for everybody. It was I just for happened everyone. to be. I just happened to be. It was. It was a long relationship, and it, it was a little bit. I was a little bit younger uh, when it started, so it was for a long duration. It took me a long time to to realize um, what a true relationship was. At that time, just having sex was a relationship. Well, yeah, because it's, it's... So it only satisfied one of the... What was the word? Uh, triumvirate. Is it triumvirate? triumvirate? It's, it's the triumvirate. But. Triumvirate. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah, Close I enough. was only satisfying one of them. You know, intellectually, I wasn't, I wasn't having that part of the relationship. And Actually, techni- technically, the, nu- the nuclear term is the triad, but... Triad? The triad, yes, because you... Like you the Chinese your, you, triad? Well, that's a different thing, but uh, the, the the triad is just because you, you have you have three you have three avenues of engagement, uh, ergo the you know. What if you is, do it on a triceratops? Well, that's that's a completely separate thing, according to Urban Dictionary, and you know that's like uh, contrary to popular belief, that and the Devil's Triangle are two entirely different things, and the Devil's Triangle is the bad one. <laughs> but it, it is. Let's be real, though. Even I don't think it matters what age. When you get into a new relationship, or you start courting someone, or you start dating someone in the beginning, it it does consume. It does shift your priorities. Like maybe not quite as much. Maybe you're a little more cognizant of your appearance in in society and in your public appearance that you don't make it so obvious. But like you you can't deny your hormones. You can't deny your biology. Right. It's just another whether you want to call it a shortcoming or whatever, it's just how you're wired. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you want to do. You want to get that need met. And frankly, of the two, I would say intellectual is the easiest to obtain. Emotional is probably the second 
on the second. And sexual, obviously, is the, 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 the rarest of the three forms to just obtain. Like if you had to rank them on rarity, sexual would be at the top of the list. It would be the most rare because biologically speaking, if you from just a biological standpoint that it does not it doesn't go any further than that to impregnate someone and raise a child requires massive amounts of resources so it's a it's a special opportunity you know from a biological standpoint that's not how it is now with birth control and all that shit it's not the case but deep down biologically it is that's what we're trying to do like it's not what you're trying to do up in your frontal cortex but your reptile brain, is tri- as Gunnar would say, it's you're trying to to conceive the next generation or whatever, right? So it it it, it's, it drives you haywire, but it is weird. Some people just can't fucking deal, and they just completely conform to the uh, to the ideas because they feel like they have to or whatever. Like it also makes you wonder how many people like had had a had a huge change of like um, personal or career path because of a relationship because it can kind of. S- slingshot you down a direction right oh yeah right I mean, i'm a victim of that no doubt uh, please talk oh, i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> um but but you're right i mean <clears throat> whether whether it's personal or it's career i mean let's say um uh let's say you spend a good portion of time uh, uh shopping for jewelry because you're constantly trying to court or impress somebody you could find yourself working for a jewelry store because the amount of research that it took in order to court you now have become almost like a mini expert on the topic and that's just one you know you could you could um become a florist or something like that uh, it's um so like it's interesting and it's not like listen i'm here and i'm happy right now so it's easy to say like that was, you know, that was a good choice. Um, ultimately the person that I altered my career path for a little bit, uh, and it really wasn't intentionally altering it, I guess to say like it was a career path that I had seen. It was time for me to move on to another aspect of the business. Um, but it was, I could have just started my career path down in Florida as opposed to out in Buffalo, you know, where it was a little bit slower, and a little bit more convoluted. And because of that, I didn't end up, end up getting into the career path that I had intended until years afterwards Chasing after the relationship had ended. But it's like, yeah, it's like you try to like conform um, other aspects of your life to kind of coincide with what what's, you know, this like relationship or whatever. But I, I can I can relate to that. And sometimes is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? That's up for the individual to decide at the end of the day didn't really matter as far as a relationship went it was a massive waste of time in that regard however eh, you know who knows if where i'd be if if it wasn't uh the case or whatever and you know they always say there's plenty of fish in the sea and i do you really want to be, I, do you really want to be a fish fucker though <laughs> um they say uh there's plenty of fish in the sea and i kind of i kind of i kind of agree with that but I think relationships, they're a lot like purchasing a home. This is going to be interesting. Uh, let's, let's go with this. It's all about opportunity and location. And you can relocate yourself for a relationship, but that doesn't mean that everybody's willing to. 
They might be, they might have a job that, that only works w- because of the area that they're in. It might be, um, you know, they, they might work in, um, in tourism and, and the job works best in, in cities that are popular for tourists. They may uh, work in some profession that requires access to water. Um, <clears throat> they might they might be in a profession where they require certain types of uh, you know farming to be able to occur. So I think that like buying a home, a lot of relationships are timing. So maybe you know maybe it's perfect sense to drop everything that you have if you can get the trifecta or whatever the hell you called it. I'm going to call it the Triceratops. There, well, that again, that's a, that's a completely separate thing. I was what's, reading up. What's the separate thing? What's the Triceratops? I just so said the, that. I didn't the, so, know it was a so, thing. So the, tri, the Triceratops uh-huh. is a four-way. Well, it, the different is, is a four-way, mm-hmm. but it is also uh, three appendages at once. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't call it the Triceratops, though. But, you know. But, yeah, I mean, maybe it's because the trifecta, it, it's not It's not rare with the amount of places. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's, also, but, it's, also, it's also levels of engagement. Right. I mean, if you're looking to buy a, buy a home, you want one that's a certain size, you want one that's a certain price, you want one that's in a certain location. And the, the, the toughest part about buying a home is not whether or not those homes exist. It's when they exist. Because you normally wouldn't walk in and ask a family to leave their home. And I think it's a similar thing with relationships. There may be 10 people within a one-hour drive that fit all three criteria. How many of them are willing to get into a relationship at that time, at the time that you're willing to get into a relationship? So maybe the, um, you know, maybe the, the chasing of the... Um, the, the puppy love, the... The Summit Girl. The what? The Summit Girl. You ever heard that? What's the Summit Girl? The Summit Girl was basically the... the, the so it, 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 I think I think there's been a couple movies with that name and not like dirty ones, but it's it's effectively... It's like... You know, and again, this is, this is a very male-centric uh, take and the fact that I'm having this conversation out of all of us is very weird... Um, but the, the idea with the summit girl is that this is your idealized state. Like, you know, like you will never, you know, like you talk about puppy love, but it's this idea that you're never going to, you know, like it, it may not have been the healthiest and most productive relationship that you were ever in, but it's, it's kind of like the first time that you really, that, that really hits you never really get back to that feeling afterwards because you basically you just you had never experienced it, so you don't have any context to kind of take the edge off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's this, you know, the summit girl is like, you know, you can you can be like you can be happily married, you can be like in a long term relationship, you love your wife or you love your husband or something like this. I guess summit guy too, but it, it's this idea that the person that you have been the most in love with is not necessarily the person that you're in love with right then because it's 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 like like it, it's it's you drowned out like you know it's the first time you've ever, it's the first time you have it so it's kind of like 
the first time is always the first time is always the loudest, and you never really get back. You know, like you know, if you have a, you, it's it's interesting because there's a there's an episode of uh, of Black Mirror that that I think covers this topic that you're talking about. I, I might get the episode named wrong. I think it's called ninety eight point six, and um, what it is is it's a computer simulation. These in this these couples are dating and dating and dating and what happens is the computer tells you how long you can date yep and although there's some people that are more attractive and although there are some people that are more interesting what they find out as the episode goes on is they were the only ones that actually worked on all three of those categories that you're describing and the simulation wouldn't allow them to get back with each other. The simulation kept driving them to other people, and it went on for years. And, of course, it's a simulation, so it's, it's years in your head, but it could be minutes in a bar. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, um, they end up saying, fuck this simulation. We're going to find the exit door, and we're just going to be with each other because the simulation has got it wrong. And they both go to the exit door, and when they leave the simulation, that was actually the test to begin with, was if... They would, they would go along with the simulation, or if they were, they were going to... If they were going to say, fuck the simulation, all these people you keep throwing at me aren't as good as, the, as this one person that I met, and that person is worth it. Um, very, very... One of the better Black Mirror episodes because it has a it has a positive spin. A lot of them are very dark. They have very dark endings. This mm-hmm. one was very uplifting. Um, but yeah, that's a that's an int- the, the summit girl or the summit guy. That's an interesting term. Because it, it, concept. Well, it, yeah, and it, you know, but it, it, it's. You know, part part of that too. It's just we 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 have transform. You know, like we have transformative experiences, but we're also very terrible at like judging what actually qualifies as. One. That's true. I think that's the problem in general with hindsight. Is that it's too late. Well, because the other, well, the other problem is that if you were actually were actually if you were consistently capable of predicting. Or evaluating things correctly the first go, um, you would just kind of just sit in a fuck. You would sit in a fucking hole because again, life is life is a reductionist Su- absurdity. Suicide is thirty three percent. Thirty three percent. But well, Wade had to step out. Um, so I think Gunner and I are going to be responsible for wrapping this up today. Um, Gunner usually tries talking at the end of every episode, so I guess you know what you get it. You get to talk. I, I you get to close it out. I actually don't remember what Wade's spiel is. <laughs> uh, classic, classic interrupting cow. <laughs> no problem interrupting, but then when it's your chance, what? What? Uh, so, yes. Uh, I think he uses could, the terms ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week on the uh, Friendship Snake podcast. If you uh, are so inclined, you may find us on Anchor FM uh, as uh, Friendship Snake. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. You realize they're already listening to us, right? I know, but <laughs> if you wish to engage with us a little bit more, wish to engage with us a little bit more. Yeah, Facebook's a good one. Uh, 
Uh, if you actually, do we have an email? Uh, we have the dis- we, we have do. the we do we have, have the Discord. We have a disc. We do have a Discord channel as well. We correct? have a Discord email, but or uh, uh, we have Discord channel, but we haven't decided whether or not we want to open it up or we're going to use it for internal chat. So we do have an email for those who still use email. Um, it's friendshipsnake at googlegroups.com. Um, you would be our first email if you were to email us. Um, we did get some feedback last episode, which was great, uh, by uh, by a friend of ours, Jeremy. And he gave us some great feedback. Um, we he, he said he was sick of hearing about the uh, the, the lizard man, um, which is a good thing so, we didn't talk about. So this yeah, we didn't talk about it at all. So there you go, Jeremy. We took your advice. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Uh, so uh, again, from uh, from us to you. Uh,